Hello, I picked out two different articles. These are from listverse.com. Uh, and there's our theme tonight is aliens. Ooh. We're doing aliens. So first we have 10 nightmarish UFO and alien encounters with unusual endings. There's really no way to handle a UFA. <laughs> UFA? <laughs> This is gonna be bad. The hell's a UFO? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I need to. I should have warmed up. There's really no way to handle a UFO or alien encounter. Most of us probably never have and never will experience such an event. And when it comes to the bizarre encounters, there are not too many that can compare to it. Obviously, the Roswell crash is at the top. Bigfoot, not so much. Megalodon, no way. With so many stories going around, it's hard to differentiate between what's real and what's a hoax. Stories of being medically examined, experimented on, being tied down on an alien craft, or being taken without knowledge are some of the encounters we often hear about. The 10 women listed below did just that. Oh my God, it's all women? Oh God. Except their encounters didn't turn out so bad. Their encounters were frightening for sure, but they seemed to and rather calmly weird it was almost like having a nightmare scary while you're having it but fine when you wake up whether you believe it or not these are encounter these encounters are their truth and there's like 39 people here hi uh, hello we're doing um we're doing aliens this fire is very hot in my head i'm sorry baby i'll go quickly okay number 10 sharon gilbert an author, reporter, and co-host on Skywatch TV, geopolitics enthusiast and Christian podcaster Gilbert takes many dailies, many roles daily. On the Jim Baker show, she discussed an alien encounter she had. What makes Sharon's story interesting is that it is the opposite of a typical alien encounter. Most alien encounters start with witnessing the spacecraft before seeing the aliens. However, there was no indications or warnings for Sharon. Her encounter began as a frightening confrontation. While lying in bed, an alien visited her in the form of her husband. Her husband was lying in bed and something disguised as him lifted out of his body. She insisted the creature wanted to have sex with her. The communication between the two of them was internal. Before she pulled off the mask, she told the creature, Jesus is real. She revealed that it looked like a gargoyle with reptilian features. However, Gilbert never revealed how the creature left the room. If it wasn't worth mentioning, it probably wasn't an issue. A lot of responses to her encounter were negative once it circulated on the internet, but Sharon was unbothered by what people thought. That sounds like fake. That sounds like some she's like trying to make up some weird story. That doesn't sound like it's a real alien encounter. What do you think? That's a wow, this fucking ah. This is good for you. Thank you. I, I think that's a weird one. That's a weird one. I don't believe it. Zero to ten. Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera. An educator, entrepreneur, and South Florida community activist, Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera has always connected with a diverse group of people. She even ran for the Republican primary election to represent Florida's 27th Congressional District. 
With so much support from the people, some questioned if the interview she gave in 2009 about an alien counter risked her election. She's just on the thing, just talking about... Is that the mysterious background noise? They don't have any minor chords on here, so it's not. Can't make it sound scary. You're a minor chord. It's not gonna work. Are they major chords? Is it a thing? Yes. Okay. Um, So regardless, Rodriguez Aguilera never regretted or changed what occurred during the encounter. Rodriguez Aguilera claimed that at seven years old, she was taken aboard a round spaceship. They're always round. She recalled interacting with tall, blonde aliens, two women and a man. She never mentioned any aggression from the aliens or being experimented on. Instead, the aliens provided her with information. She mentioned that they explained that the center of energy is in Africa and God is a universal. Yeah, I guess it's Wakanda. Uh, and then she said, uh, also they said, God isn't a universal energy, not a person. These all seem like they're going to have some kind of religious undertone. Yeah. This is weird. Mm. Next. Alex Dietrich. I hope I'm not the UFO tic-tac person for the rest of my life. This is not what I envisioned for myself. Lieutenant Commander Alex Dietrich was quoted saying after (laughs) talking about... The UFO encounter on 60 Minutes. In November 2004, Dietrich observed a UFO hovering above the ocean while training with colleagues. The UFO moved at speeds beyond anything she had seen before. She never claimed to see an alien or gave any indication of what she thought it was. Just simply an unidentified tic-tac-shaped object, nothing less, nothing more. Dietrich never mentioned having any interest in UFOs and it didn't, didn't entertain the idea of it being more than what she saw. For the disbelievers, after hearing about the retired pilot's UFO encounter, do you believe it anymore? No. What she's... That's like her claim to fame is that she saw like one Tic Tac. This list is not popping. The next list is better. Okay. Angelina Schultz, this is, oh, this is number seven. Number seven, Angelina Schultz, who now goes by the name of, can't pronounce it, ran as a Democrat candidate for South Dakota Senate and Secretary of State in 2014. Why are they all like politicians? I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to go to the other one because it sounds scarier and I know you're tired. Okay. This is... 10 of the weirdest alien encounters people really claim to have. Okay. So these should be weird. Hello. There's a certain template people have for how they envision aliens. The hypothetical beings will be fearless, featureless, gray, small, and slender-bodied. Additionally, there is a perceived formula for how the alien encounter or abduction goes. Someone is in an isolated environment, sees a glowing ship, is taken on board for medical experiments, and then returned with their memories partially suppressed or erased. But many close encounters of the third or fourth kind are hugely different from that. So 
Some are much more bizarre and elaborate, and others have counter. Oh my god, I hate this word. Counterintuitively eventful. I can't say that word. Counterintuitively? Thank you. Eventful, down to earth, as it were. These stories are sometimes so bizarre that at least you wonder how someone <coughs> would have come up with it. Okay. Malaysia's tiny aliens. I already like it better. Okay. Because they're tiny aliens? Because they're tiny. In Douglas Adams' book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there's a passage where two powerful alien races send huge fleets to Earth. They cross galaxies and in their quest to fly for thousands of years on their way to their target, but don't realize how small they are compared to Earthlings and get swallowed by a small dog. A similar story of alien encounters has been reported many times in Malaysia. So Malaysia specifically has tiny... Oh, look, Storm's here. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to tell him what time we started. My bad. Storm, we started at 10.30. Yeah. Look how cute he is, though. I'm being held hostage, so in help. I'm gonna make Storm do this with me tomorrow. Okay. Um, Storm, we're talking about tiny aliens. Probably the most notable story of this type occurred on August 19th, 1970, to six kids playing in a heavily forested area. They later claimed they saw a UFO less than six meters across, from which five very tiny humanoid aliens filed out. The main visible difference between them and the human beings was that they were about eight centimeters or like three inches tall. Four were blue outfits while one in yellow with a spiked helmet who the children interpreted as being the leader. <laughs> it's just a yellow spiked helmet. I am the leader. They went to a tree and were attempting to install some sort of aerial device in it when one of the kids identified only as K attempted one of the few alleged civilian abdu civilian abductions of aliens. Unfortunately for him, it turned out that these aliens all possessed ray guns and began shooting at him and his schoolmates while driving them away and inflicting an insignificant wound to his thigh. So, mm. the aliens came to Earth and then the humans tried to abduct the aliens. Mm. That sounds really rude. What do you think? How would you kidnap a tiny alien? I don't know. You think it's like a space leprechaun? I just grab it. Uh, to show him who's boss. Yeah. But you gotta be nice to him. You gotta say, take me to your leader. Mm. Cardiff's fleet of space thieves. Earlier this year, the United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense released a case file of hundreds of reports they received of UFOs and alleged extraterrestrial activity. By far the most high profile story released was found on page 167 of the document. In 1992, a man in Cardiff, Wales reported that he and his friends were out camping when they saw a group of 12 to 15 UFOs over their campsite. The fleet then abducted their car, a dog that was at the site, and their tent, you wouldn't assume that it would require 12 ships to do all that. The man was quoted as saying that the thief that theft left him gobsmacked. However, ex how exactly a tent and a car can be abducted and opposed to stolen was not explained. Yeah, wouldn't it just have been stolen? Yeah. Did, 
Unfortunately, it seems an investigation will and never uncover the desired answers. The reason these stories were released to the public was because the Department for UFO Analysis was being shut down. That happened with our, our government. They released a bunch of documents. Mm-hmm. Did you just throw up in your mouth? No. Okay. <laughs> Number eight. Voronezh. How do you, what do you, how would you say that? Voronezh. Voronezh. Varanas, Varanas, trigger happy invader. The Western Hemisphere naturally has no monopoly on stories of alien encounters. In fact, probably the most frightening one comes from Russia, right around the time that Berlin Wall fell. In the Voronezh City Park on September 27, 1989, some kids were playing soccer when a red disc landed. Out came a three-eyed creature standing 2.7 or 9 feet tall and holding a ray gun-like device, which it used to disintegrate a boy identified by at least one sources as Dimitri. <sighs> just killed just killed some kid named Dimitri. No, I know this one. Finish it, and then I'll say it. Okay. After the alien took off again, the boy reappeared. While all the witnesses of the event were children, there were adults that saw the UFO itself, including police officers, as reported by the New York Times. It is also it is also worth noting that the Bornejizes were going through a period of UFO hysteria at the time. Your thoughts? I know this one's fake because it's in Russia and the spaceship was red. That's just, that's my feeling on that. Why, I've never heard anything about a red spaceship until it's something in Russia. Russia, that's very red. I, you don't, you know, comment, their flag was red. Okay. The Red Army? Come yeah, on. no, you're right. Come on. Oh, look, those are our pajamas. Mm. I'm getting ads for them. Brawl with an alien. <coughs> I like that picture. In 1954, Gustavo Gonzalez and Jose Ponce were driving their truck along a lonely road outside of Carcas, 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 Venezuela, when they rounded a corner and found a large luminescent, luminescent sphere blocking their way. More annoyed that someone was disrupting traffic than the fact that there was a sphere hovering over the ground in front of them, Gonzalez got out to investigate. At that point, a hatch opened on the ship, and out came three short, hairy humanoids. One of them jumped on Gonzalez, who was barely able to shake him off at first because the alien was both light and extremely strong. In the scuffle, the alien threw him 15 feet through the air. Gonzalez then drew his knife and tried to stab the alien with it, but found its body was like steel, and his blade glanced off. Still, the aliens were intimidated enough to get back in the ship and fly away, leaving the pair to report the odd encounter to the police. They got a surprise corroboration from a police officer who had seen the whole thing. Um, why are they hairy? This is the first time they I was going to say they're hairy. It's actually the Planet of the Apes. Number six, an alien cookout. Some people seemingly don't get too worked up about alien encounter, encountering aliens. Among them is Joe Simonton, 
on April 18, 1961, in Eagle River, Wisconsin, a spaceship landed near his home and an Italian-looking aliens disembarked. <laughs> Just, okay. Did they come out like this? <laughs> of all things, the aliens evidently set up a grill and started making pancake-like foodstuffs. Rather than abducting or threatening Simonton in any way, they asked him through mime to fill a jug of water, which he did. When he came back, he saw the aliens had finished making some food and asked for some. He got four cakes, one of which he ate. Later, he sent a few to local universities, which reported that their ingredients were all of earthly origin. If Simonton could encounter beings from beyond the world and understand and most mostly think to just fill their jug with water, it must be said that perhaps he was even stranger than the creatures he claimed to have seen. Reportedly, much more bothersome to him were all the journalists that kept coming to his farm to interfere with his work. Mm. Just land, like, it's like a, like, you know when you're driving down, like, the interstate and you stop at, like, a, a pit stop mm -hmm. and you take a picnic with your family, that's what they were doing. They are just crossing the galaxy. Mm. Number five, aliens out for fertilizer. Similar to Joe Simonton's story, in terms of amazingly casual encounters on the of the third time was Newark farmer Gary Wilcox's meeting aliens on April 24, 1964. Seeing a cigar-shaped object he mistook for a crashed plane, he rode up to it on a tractor. It turned out to contain two beings in clothing that hit their faces. They told Wilcox that they were Martians and they began asking him questions. This lasted for over two hours until they eventually got down to business and explained that they were attempting to terraform Mars by way of studying samples of Earth soil. No, they weren't. This sounds like people making stuff up. Aliens wouldn't be telling this to humans. Mm -mm. To that end, they asked for a bag of fertilizer as they had no cows on Mars. Wilcox obliged and went to retrieve a 75 pound bag only to find that Martians had left before he got back so he left the bag when he checked on the next day it was gone so someone else came and picked up some for free fertilizer mm -hmm. isn't that Doctor Who stuff that does look like Doctor Who stuff uh, Piers and Freda and the lizard people are you a lizard people? mm -hmm. We now head over to Italy, where a private security guard was driven to unusual dangerous extremes by an alleged encounter which left behind a typical strong, though still hardly conclusive, evidence. Ooh. On December 6, 1978, he was out doing his rounds when he saw four lights coming toward the house he was guarding. Approaching the lights with a pistol drawn, he saw they were ten feet tall, green-skinned, mouthpiece-wearing reptilian things with spikes extending from their heads. He claimed that aliens then seemed to hit him with some sort of heat beam. He sprinted away, radioed in, and broke off contact, having to be found by later security protocol. We're really reading alien stories. I hear that. Why do they have mouth, well, they're wearing mouth guards? That's so they can probably breathe in our atmosphere. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the ones in Mars Tax Uh-huh. <coughs> when he saw the other guards he aimed his gun at them but fortunately didn't fire 
When the scene was later investigated, very large, unusual footprints, <coughs> about 20 inches long, were found along with evidence scorching among the trees, which indicated at least something out of the ordinary happened. But that wasn't the end of it. On December 26th, the aliens returned, and this time they got him. Oh. As he later recalled, under hypnotic suggestion, the aliens took him inside their craft and attached a sort of communication helmet to him. One of the aliens shot him, shot his gun into a piece of metal, apparently, to see what would happen. Uh, then he told the lizard men that he was afraid and he wanted to be released, so they obliged. That's nice. You just gotta tell him, like, I don't want to be here. And they're like, you can leave. That was until they abducted him again in 1979 um, and, and a fifth time in 1980. Oh my gosh. On the fifth occasion, the aliens took him out to a crystal mothership and showed him a frog-like being su suspended in tube that claimed was an enemy of their species. Through it all, they provided very little actual motive for why they kept repeatedly abducting the security guard for very short periods. As well as we've described, Zenfreda seemed to benefit very little from his claims and in fact spent decades languishing in obscurity after an initial media fury over his claims. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to skip to number one because I'm hot. Okay. Did, did you check your purse? Yeah, it's everything's in there. Okay, that's good. My lip glasses. They not know how to get a hold of you probably, huh? Probably not. No, because I mean... I Did mean, you have my a license in there? Yeah. But I mean, it's my Florida. So if like they sent my own person, I mean, I don't think they would do that. Would they? No. Yeah, They'd probably just hold it probably and wait. Probably not because they would, who knows if that's. Yeah. You know, just because your license is in there, I guess, mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that's true. Models. I mean, they didn't, they didn't ask you to verify anything. No. Right? They were just like, here. I mean, it's a very specific purse. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And it's, they don't want to deal with it. So yeah, yeah that's true. Wants to come and take the purse and. Okay. Yes, Justin is casting a spell. What spell are you casting? This is a uh, anti-nausea spell that I'm casting on myself. Oof. We're almost done, baby. We're going to skip to the end because Justin doesn't feel well. Oh, oh, this is from Gulf Breeze. This is from where I went to college. Oh. Aliens elaborately stalk Ed Water. Walters. I think I've heard about this. In 1988, Gulf Breeze, Florida became an epicenter of a string of UFO sightings and photographs, mostly centering around one Ed Walters. With their unusually non-aerodynamic structure, color scheme, and general shapes, the UFOs, Walters, and allegedly other people, photographs look less like interstellar craft, galactic villains, and more like it should be tilt-a-whirls which is very fitting for the odd experience he described. Starting on November 11th, 1987, and ending on May 1st, 1988, the Walters family claimed to have 20 encounters with aliens that were flying in an estimated 20 ships, with him seeing most six crew members to a ship. This was exhaustively described in this book, The Gulf Breeze Sightings. Walters' book had also odd photos of himself and family members. One photo has him standing in a towel on a deck allegedly yelling, land or get the hell away at some sort of, at, at a UFO. Another has a beam, blue beam that the aliens 
purportedly used as a tractor beam of sorts, being dodged by his terrified wife. For the first photographing of a UFO to the end, he experienced such a weird telepathic signals as a woman speaking Spanish to a baby, a series of images of dogs, and some, a bunch of images of naked women. If this was try to try and persuade me to board the ship, it wasn't working. That is what he said. At one point, they dumped liquid onto his home, some of which landed in the pool, and it turned out to be salt water. Additionally, alien aliens showed themselves to him repeatedly, both while he was driving at night and outside the sliding glass back door. The road encountered where he came up with an assumption was there was six to a ship, five disembarked, and he assumed one state of war while it hovered. They were about four feet tall, and though their faces looked like those of stereotypical aliens with black eyes and almost no features, they were only visible through slits and helmets because they were dressed like bulky armor, the most, t and he has never reported them again. Hmm. Something that happened in the 80s. Interesting. That. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. <sighs> This has been Creepy Bedtime Stories for Stage Good night. See you next time.